Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Alex Robinson, the online editor of Field and Stream, and this is the Field and Stream Adventures Podcast. This is our very first podcast, a seven-part series called Paddling in Quetico. We're following a canoe trip through Quetico Provincial Park, a huge wilderness area along the Minnesota-Ontario border, spanning more than one million acres. Me and three others. I'm Steph Shelton. My name's Ben Romans. My name is Maddie Mahon. Recruited Moose Track Adventures to help us gather up a week's worth of gear and book a float plane to drop us off in the middle of nowhere, Canada. Then we'd paddle and portage through Quetico back to the U.S. in just seven days. Each episode of this podcast covers a day along the trip. So if you haven't heard the first four episodes, go back and get caught up. In last week's episode, we struggled through a series of long portages. Well, it just always feels like every step you're going to take, your legs are going to shoot out from underneath you, and a canoe is going to come crashing down on top of you, or a pack or something like that. And you're really cognizant of every move you make, because you don't want something to happen. We were all sore and tired, but today's weather forecasts look promising, and in Quetico, you have to cover the big water when you can. The theme for this week is paddling and all the challenges that come with it. I think I said to you today when we were canoeing that I've never uh, spent so much time in my life thinking about the wind. Like this trip, I've thought more about the wind than I ever have collectively in the last 28 years of my life. It just goes to show you that you can prepare for everything and you'll still get a curveball with Mother Nature. Sure, we're paddling every day, but this day is a little different. We have to cover 16 miles of Lake Agnes, one of the toughest legs of our trip. Agnes is the interstate of Quetico. It stretches more than 20 miles from north to south, with only a few accessible campsites to pull off on along its steep rocky shores. Jim, our outfitter, told us that Agnes is the most fickle portion of the trip. Catch her on a good day, and Agnes offers stunning scenery, blue water, and a rewarding day of paddling. But hit Agnes when she's rolling, and things can get ugly real quick. A south wind of 15 miles per hour or more means you'll barely make progress. A strong north wind of, say, 20 miles per hour, well, that'll stir up white caps big enough to flip your canoe. A strong wind from the east or west is also a no-go. Jim warned us that if the conditions weren't just right, we'd simply have to stay put and wait it out. Try to plan that push down Agnes, because this can be a bear. Agnes had been in the back of our minds for the last couple days, and she started to dominate campfire conversations. Although, in some ways, we were almost looking forward to it. After portaging so much today, I cannot wait to just be on the canoe. I don't care if the wind is coming directly at my face. Um, Just really hard water, that's fine. I mean, it puts it in such perspective, portaging portaging kicked our butts. I cannot wait to just cruise through, just paddling, paddling, paddling. Steph was going to get her wish. The day had finally come. In the morning, we packed up camp and were greeted with blue skies and a gentle breeze. Perfect conditions. We checked our weather radio one last time, confirmed the coast was clear, and set off. Today is our big paddling day. Today we paddled down Lake Agnes. Into the wind, we've got a south wind, Um, but it's not too strong yet. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) How do you think you're gonna feel at like hour six of paddling? Tired and sore, with a headache, dehydrated. My lips will be sunburned. (laughs) The huge. Just a normal day. The usual. The usual here in Quetico. <laughs> All right, so right now 
Ben is recording our speed as we paddle on Agnes. We've got a growing south wind. What are we at, Ben? We're at 3.2 miles an hour. 3.2 miles an hour. So that means if we maintain this speed, we can do Agnes in four hours. It's probably a record of some kind. Which would be a record. I'm not counting on it, but <laughs> it would be pretty amazing. <laughs> And that would be four hours of paddling at like a pretty, we're paddling pretty hard right now. So it's unlikely. Hopefully we can do it in six. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> ben might have lost his mind already. Ten minutes into Agnes Day. <laughs> Bring it, Agnes. After a few hours on a long stretch, pedaling feels almost meditative. You stop thinking and the paddle strokes become second nature, automatic even. The weather was perfect and Agnes was glass flat. We watched bald eagles flying overhead and soaked in the view of rocky granite shores dotted with white pines and spruce. For however hard this is, this is like one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Absolutely, it is so green and just the cleanest, clearest water and, and we haven't seen anyone and we probably won't see anyone. I think anywhere else you go in the Midwest in prime lake season like this would be packed to the gills. It's, it really is such a feeling of solitude. But even though Agnes is a straight shot south, paddling such a big body of water becomes disorienting after a while. Landmarks in the distance don't seem to be getting any closer. It's impossible to tell if those tiny dots on your map match the little islands that are a mile off. And by mid-afternoon, with a hot sun beating down on us, we were ready to get off the lake and take a break. We're stopped for lunch. The sun is intense today, so I actually was really happy to stop and kind of sit in the shade for a while at lunch. But I think we're making good time, so that's a great thing so we're kind of moving quickly the water's been cool and the really nice thing we saw at this waterfall it was beautiful it was just sort of kind of made this turn in the bend and then there was this great waterfall just coming down and took some pictures it was really nice i am filling up all our nalgene bottles with a water filtration pump um it's super hot and sunny today we're working hard so we have to drink lots of water and before we drink it you gotta pump it so how many times a day do you think we have to do this tedious thing? Uh, wow, we, a lot. Like, at least twice for lunch already. Probably three times in the morning. And even more than that for dinner because we also pump water for our, um, for our dinner because we've got all these uh, dehydrated mountain house meals that require a bunch of water for. So there's a lot of water pumping going on in this camp. Every day we've had at least one obstacle we've had to overcome. The first day was the weather. Yesterday was portages. And uh, today it was Lake Agnes. And we, it was actually something we were dreading. But the weather has been amazing. And it's actually, now that we're, we're having lunch, it's, the wind has changed direction and it's actually going to blow to our advantage. Uh, it hasn't even been a factor today, but now that it's blowing at our backs, we're going to make excellent time into camp, uh, be able to refuel and rest probably might even have our best night of rest of the whole trip. Yeah, we're here at the camp. It's lunchtime, and we've done about eight miles so far. It's really hot, and I think that everyone's a little beaten up. 
but I mean, it's looking pretty good. We did eight miles in about four hours, which isn't bad at all. We're making good time. Only eight more miles to go. You start to hurt like in your shoulders, your lower back. From being cramped in a boat, your legs sort of tense up. It's just a lot of weight to be putting on your arms every day. And the thing is, it's like when you have one big day of paddling, you're like, okay, that's a big day of paddling, but it's just a big day of paddling followed by a big day of paddling followed by a big day of paddling for seven days, which starts to add up. It really starts to add up. Reaching the south end of Agnes, well, it's bittersweet. We finished the toughest stretch of our trip, but we've also left behind the untouched wilderness that we've worked so hard to find. Agnes is a barrier that keeps a lot of people out of the northernmost reaches of the park. At the south end of the lake, we begin to see other travelers. Now we're just a few days from civilization, and you can tell by the fishing. But this is still Quetico after all, and we have no trouble landing enough fish for dinner. It'd been a grueling day, but we were rewarded with a campsite nestled next to the beautiful Louisa Falls. I started to flay fish, and Ben got ready to cook. Welcome to Ben's Rock Top Kitchen, where we cook nothing but freeze-dried meals morning, noon, and night. <laughs> Actually, they're not too bad. Um, past couple years, I've become a connoisseur of freeze-dried meals on all the backcountry trips I've taken. So you really can't go wrong with garden vegetables. Uh, there's tomato chipotle pasta with chicken. They actually really go a long way to make tasty meals where you just add water and it's super easy because we just spent the majority of the day paddling and we're tired, we're thirsty, we're sweaty. We just want to relax and it's super easy to just fill up a cup of water, boil it, pour it in, you're done. That's it. And all you really have is a leftover trash bag. So yeah, we've got some good stuff tonight. I'm going to have the lasagna with meat sauce because... It feels like Italian night. <laughs> what does everyone else get to have? Uh, let's see. We've got some garden vegetables here. We've got some chicken with rice. Um, that's a new one for me, so I'm curious to how that one's going to turn out. There, I think there was some blueberry crumble or something like that. And actually, Alex brought, caught us a couple of fish, so we're going to have a little protein supplement to our freeze-dried goodness. We've got to cut the Y-bones out of them. So I'm doing that right now because we're about to bake them over a fire for dinner. The Y-bones, it's just a line of bones that a bunch of different fish have, like uh, northern pike, for example. And um, it's just a line of bones in each fillet um, that you can't really eat around, so you've got to cut them out. And can you tell me like a little bit of the difference in terms of the taste and the kind of meat we're getting from these different fish? A lot of people say that the cold water up here is one of the reasons why the fish taste so good. This lake trout is a lot pinker. Um, it's almost more like salmon than, uh, than the walleye and the smallmouth that we've had the last two days. After dinner, the exhaustion really caught up to us. The paddling, the hot sun, and a little dehydration all took their toll. I am exhausted. And the funny thing is, Agnes treated us really well. Uh, one of our great fears was the weather was going to make travel difficult. But not only did we not have a south wind, we had no wind. And we literally made miles. It was, it was amazing. Now we have the run, of the run of the lake. There's not another soul in sight. Why do you think you're so exhausted then? Uh, too much sun, not enough water, and, uh, you know, 
you're always doing something when you're in the when you're out here in the wilderness you're always doing something you don't really sit down until the end of the day and by then it's dark and you just want to go to bed and get up the next morning and you do it all over i'm ready for bed already i think it's like six o'clock but i'm exhausted the work on this trip is undeniable but sitting around a campfire and watching the stars come out makes you forget about the blisters and sore muscles Tomorrow will be another day in Quetico, with yet more portaging and paddling, and a whole mess of black flies and mosquitoes. So tune in next week when we continue our trip and go to war with the bugs of the Northwoods. This podcast is brought to you by Thermocell. Thermocell camp lanterns provide 300 lumens of light and keep mosquitoes, black flies, and no at bay. Check them out at thermocell.com slash mosquito dash repellent. And also Moose Track Adventures, providing guide services and outfitting to the Boundary Waters Canoe Area and Quetico Provincial Park. Find them at moosetrackadventures.com. This Field and Stream podcast was produced by myself and Maddie Mayhung. And now, for your Ben Romans moment of the week. How many water bottles I pumped? Oh my gosh. You know Lake Agnes? Yeah, I think I filled it up. Give me a number. Give me a number amount. Seven. <laughs> <laughs>